You know, that's a good point. We haven't we haven't talked about Boom very much this season, have we? Like, we're still working in a new Ugga, guys. <laughs> Calm down. Welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I preview Georgia's matchup with the Auburn Tigers. We talk through what we're looking for in the game, and we answer questions from you, our listeners. As always, remember to check out the newly redesigned MyGotAPodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at My Got a Podcast. Finally, we'd love for you to check out our presenting sponsor, Oxia Time, at oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. All right, JP, we got the War Eagle Tiger Plainsman. And you know what that means. Cue it up. So as is tradition on my got a podcast, we've done that every year, John. Every we, year, we, we will do it for every year. I'll be eighty years old, <laughs> asking you for the Squidbillies T Pain mashup. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, like let's add one more reason why this this rivalry must continue to be played every year because we every have to year. listen to that every year. Oh uh, man! All right, well, for the occasion, playing. I know it's. We'll we'll discuss that later, but. Uh, Found a somewhat opponent related. Uh, shout out to Frip Dog for uh, hooking me up this with this while I was in town. Got the eagle eagle rare tonight. Uh, eagle, okay, yeah, yeah. So trying to do something eagle. a little opponent related. War eagle, eagle rare. That's what I went with. Tonight. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Hey, what's the what what is the meeting of this? Like, what's the total total number of times that we we've played Auburn? Um, let's see. All time in this, we are 63, 58, and 8 in this uh matchup. 58 and 8? Yeah. So this is the 130th meeting? Is that is my math right? Yes. Uh, although you know what? Like in theory, um that's what Georgia has it at. I can go check some other sites uh if you want, because I think this is one of those rivalries where uh we argue over mm. uh what the all-time is that's what georgia has it listed as i'll tell you that okay well by my math at georgia this is a, the 130th meeting of georgia versus auburn yes yes back on the plains and while i don't have 130 proof bourbon i do have 114 proof bourbon because i've got old granddad because um, that is what i brought with me to north carolina <laughs> Nice. I brought some old. I bought some old granddad bourbon for uh, Scott, who is a uh, Scott is uh, he. He also lives on the property. Um, Scott actually, last time I was here, gave me some Woodford because uh, mm. I didn't have any bourbon the last time I was in town. And he was like, "Hey, you want some bourbon?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Do you smoke cigars?" I said, "Yes." Uh, and so he got me a bourbon and cigars last time I was here. And so I brought him something that I thought that he had never 
never had before, but he is currently in DC as he is a lobbyist for the fire firemen's union or something like that. Anyway, got it. Have you, have you, I've got old granddad one fourteen. Have you tried to buy bourbon while you've been in North Carolina so you can experience the ABC store? Have you gone in one? I have not. No. Matter of fact, there's not even really any liquor stores around where we're at right now. So I don't even know where I would go. I did buy, I did buy several beers. Went to Sierra Nevada today. Uh, Yes. I went to Sierra Nevada today uh, with uh, Carter and Caroline. Uh, Lindsay headed to the beach with the rest of our crew. Uh, the the non the folks the kids that did not want to go to the beach are with me. They wanted to stay in the mountains. So nice. Uh, we stayed in the mountains and uh, we went to Sierra Nevada. That was part of the deal. Um, said <laughs> I was going to I was going to to miss miss some of the footballs of yesterday. So I told them, well, the trade off is I'm going to do some day drinking at Sierra Nevada today, and uh, we did that. We also went to uh, sky top orchard um, oh yeah yeah that's yeah, that's where I, we go do our, our apple picking ah well i went the, and did apple picking at sky top orchard and let me tell you before you i have a feeling what you're going to tell me the apple donuts are phenomenal <laughs> that's what i'm just gonna say please tell me you got the donuts <laughs> that was the picture that i sent you guys today that i didn't get a reaction out of i was expecting you to say something but uh sorry yeah. my bad i yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get to my day i uh i i I wasn't looking at many. I missed. I think I missed a lot today. I, I have um, a feeling you missed a lot today. I was yeah. like, oh, Jim. Jim's not responding to anything. All like, there was all sorts of stuff going off on the DC, on the DC thread, and and the uh, oh my gosh, the, uh, and the Kirby and the Kirby and Kirby retrust thread. Uh, I think but, I had like sixty unread texts at one point today. Bro, <laughs> my wife was like, "Why are you looking at your phone? We're at the Apple Orchard." I was like, "You don't understand." <laughs> there's intel there's intel there's intel yeah there's there's stuff going on with the Uh, the dog central uh Uh, anyway if you're you're wanting to know what's going on you could probably get a window into it with uh the dog central head head over to dog central but uh but yeah no i i definitely had the the donuts as a matter of fact uh ronda shout out to ronda um who who were staying at their at their house um she actually made a special request when she heard that we were going to the the sky top place she said hey could could you guys do me a favor like could you bring me back a donut we brought her back several donuts but <laughs> they're so good they're so yeah. good man i gotta tell you man i've got to know how to make these donuts because they're <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> yeah yeah no, i love that place we actually we didn't go this year it's good to know that it's still uh good this time of year we we usually go a little earlier um like around labor day ish i think maybe i don't know I don't know. Maybe maybe off week a little bit. This, maybe off week. It's pretty warm go. today, so that would have been hot. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. I think of apple picking, I think of like the the, the girls with the high top boots, and the, <laughs> you know, you start throwing on the the fall patterns, and you Han get Solo into, season. Han Solo yeah, season. <laughs> you get into almost Han Solo season. <laughs> okay. Fair. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll go off week. Maybe that that's actually what we do. Um. So, you should, but you should go. <laughs> Sierra Nevada, though, that was your first time, right? That was the first time I went to Sierra Nevada. We had, uh, man, let me tell you, like talking about the the donuts at, at the Sky Top. Uh, big, big, big takeaway from uh, from Sierra Nevada is the pretzels. Oh yes, the the food is excellent, and the pretzels. Isn't there like a beer cheese to dip them in or something? It, it was a pimento. It was a pimento beer cheese actually. Ah, yes, yes, it's good. Carter Carter was a fan. Uh, shout out Carter. Uh, he <laughs> he asked to order those. I said, all right, fine. I was going to order something different, but we ordered him the the the, the pretzel 
Uh, it was amazing. Uh, I had a double stack uh, smash burger. Caroline had a burger. Carter had pepperoni pizza, which was also uh, pretty solid as well. Shout yes. out Sierra Nevada, not a sponsor yet. Um, I did have two flights there. I had all of the beers that they only sell at the at the tap house. Okay. Um, yeah. I think that like I just I just happened to order everything. I was like, so what did I did I do good? And she was like, well, you ordered all of the all of the beers that you can only get here, so you're doing yeah. well. I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> That's why I like that place so much, is because you can go there and get things you can't get at the grocery store or at the package store. Um, yeah, a thousand like, percent. Like for me, like New Belgium, like you know, of the two, I guess whatever imported uh, beers as far as Asheville is concerned, you know, beers that started elsewhere and are right. now there, right? Like New Belgium was always the one that I liked more, and I'd say I probably still do as far as like what I buy at the store. But if I'm going somewhere, um, I'd rather go to Sierra Nevada. So I guess New Belgium's not definitely not going to be a sponsor after I'm saying that. But uh, if I had my, if I we're going there on Thursday, so <laughs> it's good, it's cool, it's cool. But you're mainly going to drink what you can drink everywhere else for the most part. Okay. It's not like there's like all these, or at least last time I went. If if there if there's more variety there now, um, that's a change that's been made since the last time I was there. So, so let me know. You got to give me. You got to uh, let me know how that goes. Okay, so just just to give you a window into our exit strategy. So uh, the New Belgium is actually. So last time we were here, we went to the the White Duck with mm-hmm. the tacos or whatever. Yes, um, which was a phenomenal place. Um, but apparently, like if you just head a little bit north, which which the White Duck is really close to New Belgium, and it was on the way out of town. That's why we stopped there. Yeah, and I was like, oh. I was like, oh, New Belgium's right there. Like, let's go. And she was like, no, we got to go home. I was like, ah, <laughs> next time. So yeah. that was my plan all along was to go to New Belgium. But apparently, like, if you go just a little bit further past the the White Duck is a barbecue restaurant that is apparently really famous because they're not open on Sundays. And I think they close, like, super early or something like that every single day. Like, anyway, it's called 12 yeah. Bones, 12 Bones Barbecue. Okay. I haven't had that. I'll have to do that next time I'm there. Apparently it's really, it's, it's like really famous and really good. And like, apparently there could be potentially be long lines. Barack Obama has been there. Um, mm. Anyway, uh, the, the folks that we're staying with hyped it up pretty well. And I'll say that they've been pretty spot on on all of the restaurants that we've been to. We went to Soba in Weaverville, which was like probably one of the best Asian restaurants I've ever been to, which like, holy cow, like an Asian restaurant in the middle of Weaverville, North Carolina, like <laughs> and never, never saw it coming, but it was phenomenal nice sushi sushi in asian um anyway um but yeah that's uh that's that's where we're that's where we're headed out out of our uh our north carolina venture so we're gonna hang out here for a little bit longer and then then head home and i should not have any travel uh impedience or impeding my uh my auburn watching my my auburn hating got it uh, I'll tell you, I'll, I will briefly say the reason I wasn't getting the text messages is I was literally on a campus tour, uh, with Ella. So we were mm. doing, we've, it's college campus tour season for the official tours. Uh, we were in Greensboro today visiting, uh, and touring UNC Greensboro. Uh, so actually when the, when the DC thread was blowing up, I was actually literally like in a meeting room getting like this peach in the spiel and i was like my phone like i had to like silence my phone um or i not silence it but you know i, I was like ah <laughs> yeah you, you had to just put it away yeah. i was the same way at the apple orchard i was like ah, i'll read it when i get back which so like i always i always laugh like i feel like the like 
the guys with family <laughs> they're I always know. like responding way late on that way later so when you sent me the other thing i was probably either still on the tour or um maybe even driving home but we were there for a while because she's got a, a friend who's a freshman there and uh she gave us a, a second tour after we got the official the official school campus tour so that was cool um did that and then uh i will i i don't 100 percent know exactly uh our viewing for saturday uh because it is homecoming here uh around here so i know i had mentioned that before so lily's going to the homecoming dance saturday uh still trying to nail down exactly what the the plans are with everyone to see there so maybe stepping away from the game for a bit uh to get them sent off but otherwise i'll be around gotcha well that's cool you know um i i'm a, I'm a big i'm a big fan of the the college the college visitation because you got to find your got to find your home fortunately you and i both found found ours um i've had that thought as well checking out uh unc Asheville uh while Mm -hmm. we're up here and Furman. we actually drove by Furman on the way up here which i'm not a huge fan of Furman, but anyway um that's cool yeah yeah it was a good time it was a good time so that that's why i I missed the text so sorry sorry for missing the donut picture i'll have to go back and look at it now (laughs) right yeah, no, the, uh, the donut picture, the donut picture was amazing. Uh, uh, I mean, that, like easily, like, so we've been, you know, one of the Powell traditions of places that we go is to try to find the donuts, you know, so we go to Destin, got the donut hole, uh, and Hilton Head, you've got duck donuts, I believe it is. Um, and then here now we've got sky top donuts, uh, which is a considerable hike further than either of those two other donut locations. Yeah, not not close. <laughs> not close for you. I think that I think that uh th- what this place lacks in uh the creativity of those places mm-hmm. it makes up for in its simplicity and it's just utter deliciousness. Yeah. 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 It's good. It's good. They call it apple they call it apple cider donuts by the way. Yes, I I see it in the picture. Apple, it's not just apple donuts. It's like apple cider. So, are they making it out of apple cider? I don't know. (laughs) Nice. I see it in the picture now. I have found the picture in the text messages. Uh, (laughs) Amazing. I'm gonna try to. I will tell you. I will tell you, dear listener. I'm gonna try to replicate these donuts. (laughs) Nice. Nice. All right. Let's jump into the uh, the matchup. So, as we've discussed, uh, kickoff is. Saturday at 3.30 Eastern at Jordan-Hare Stadium in Auburn. Uh, Georgia comes into the game at 4-0, 1-0 in the SEC. Auburn 3-1, 0-1 in the SEC. They were one of those undefeated teams uh, in the SEC on our schedule oh. until they lost uh, at Texas A&M last week. Uh, Auburn is not ranked. Georgia is still number one in the AP and Coaches Bowl poll. Uh, the game is on CBS. Uh, so we will be uh, the CBS game of the week yet again. And the official hashtag that we will forget to use is hashtag UGA versus AUB. Uh, we mentioned earlier all-time series. Uh, Georgia leads 63-58-8, and eight, at least according to Georgia. And last year we beat these guys 42-10 to 10 at home in Athens. Uh, weather looks looking really nice. Uh, low of 63, high of 85. Uh, hope everyone heading down there has a great day on the planes. Um, yes, JP, do you have any? Do you have any fun facts, or you want to hit us with the mascot knowledge? Yeah. Uh, so if you've listened to us uh, 
from last year. You can probably refer to our notes from last year. I won't bore anyone. Um, I'll, I, I, I feel like maybe I, do, I didn't hit this before because as I was looking at it, trying to refresh my memory on, um, you know, the, the fun facts, if you will. I don't recall some of the famous alumni, so we can we can kind of quickly touch on some of that, which, you know, one of them in particular was kind of surprising to me. Um, but uh, do you have any 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 in, inclination on some of the famous alumni? I mean, I just think of the sports ones like Bo Jackson and uh, Charles Barkley, you know, stuff like that. But Frank Thomas, Frank Thomas, he's one I always forget. I knew that, but I always forget. Yeah, well, there's also another one uh, who is a current coach uh, of of Auburn University. Oh, Cadillac. Yes, Cadillac Williams. Yes, I believe he's like associate head coach or you know one of those kind of titles. Yeah, yeah, I think he's the offensive coordinator, like ass- assistant head coach, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but you've got uh, a couple of other folks. Um, does the name Tim Cook ring a bell? <laughs> God, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, current Apple CEO. Current Apple CEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple other ones that I felt like were kind of surprising and maybe will tarnish a little bit of uh, their luster. Um, Mr. Cheeseburger in Paradise himself, like Jimmy Buffett. He's Auburn? That's what it's list. That's what it's list. And if we've talked about that, I forgot it. I've already forgot. See, this is why it doesn't matter, John, because I even I forget within a year if we talked about that. I don't know. (laughs) I I, I read it. I read it on the Internet. Must be true. Uh, The king of the king of Margaritaville. Um, Nice. Yeah. He was looking for his lost sugar shawl at apparently Auburn University. R.I.P. 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 Yep. Uh, incidentally, uh, also likely to be my Halloween costume just because of uh, hashtag ketchup Twitter <laughs> over the <laughs> I was, summer. I was going to say, he, he likes his with lettuce and tomato. He likes his with lettuce and tomato. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to not have any ketchup, but uh, just to just to be fun, just to be fun with uh, the text thread. Um, but yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Um I think that uh yeah he was he was a sigma pi pledge um he was like he had a brief stint at auburn which you know hashtag shocking he he left <laughs> he he left school in uh 1979 with a 0.3 gpa nice 0.32 sorry 0.32 gpa you got to work to get that you really have to work to get to that which like makes me wonder like if you were listening to this and happened to be at auburn university when jimmy buffett was there please tell me the stories that mr 0.32 gpa had at the university of auburn because our auburn university because holy cow i can't imagine what that must have been like because i knew some kids that had like a one gpa and they had some of the most epic shenanigans that i feel like i've ever experienced at a at a college <laughs> uh too funny too funny um let's see some other ones um octavia let's see octavia spencer okay okay uh, yeah i don't know if you're familiar hidden figures of of of, of hidden figures and the help fame yep yeah uh, she made a she made a delicious chocolate pie which wasn't chocolate um let's see uh an, another famous alumni um he graduated he graduated from tuskegee but he did run through Auburn University. So I don't know that you could technically call him a, an 
Auburn alumnus, kind of like we, <laughs> I threw out, I threw out, uh, uh, what was it? Um, oh my gosh. What, I, I'm totally blanking. I don't know. I don't know where you're going from tonight or from another night. From another from another episode, um, the the alumni the alumni that was the the honorary alumni. Oh, oh my gosh, I can't remember who that was either. Um, Stevie Wonder, that's right, that's right. Uh, yeah, totally, totally blanked on it. Stevie Wonder. Um, so oh, uh, I'll give you a hint, Jim. Oh, Hello, gosh. is it me you're looking for? Oh, really? Yes, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie went to Auburn at one point. He graduated from Tuskegee. Okay, but he went. The Auburn. Okay. At one point. Yes. And was in the but, Commodores. And was in, and was in the Commodores. Yes. Confused with Vanderbilt. <laughs> to get, not, yeah, not, not, not to, uh, like <laughs> confuse this even further in this SEC matchup. Uh, nice. Yeah. That's, uh, that's all I got. Uh, aside from that, the, the mascot thing that you alluded to. Um, so as we, as, as Georgia fans, we all know that, the war eagle tiger plainsman uh mm-hmm. folks they have multiple quote-unquote mascots well if you are to poll a an auburn fan and ask them who their mascot is they would say that it was the unequivocally the tiger yes um their battle cry is war eagle and apparently you know if you listen to the previous episode i feel like that that's where you know when you and i were talking about this before uh, on the, the conversation before the podcast but in yeah. in, in the past um, there was a World War II, uh, one of the veterans of the war, I believe it was World War II. Um, he let the eagle fly during the game and the eagle soared over the stadium and everybody thought it was super cool. They ended up winning that game. I can't remember who it was against. I feel like it was of some substance. Uh, but at the end of the day, they said, oh, it was like, like a war eagle. And so that became like their battle cry. Yeah. Um, very condensed oral history. Um, from my got a podcast here on that, but uh, but yes, basically they basically they they had an eagle fly over their stadium one time and thought it was cool and basically went with War Eagle. Yeah. So and my my rebuttal to that is if the eagle isn't your mascot, then why do you literally have a live eagle in the stadium that flies down? So I, my guess is that they're trying to recreate that uh, amazing. I agree. I agree. But you know, I mean, come on, like. What is your mascot? You have a live mascot on the sideline. It's an eagle. I'm just saying. Ooh, so. <laughs> ooh, yeah. uh, off okay. the top rope. Okay, yeah, that's my that's my that's my rebuttal to them. So I like it. But where's the plainsman come in? I don't know. I don't know what the plainsman is. I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh, we'll save that for next year. The plainsman, <laughs> I believe, if I remember correctly from my 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 research. Again, I'm on vacation, so I haven't done. Full transparency. I haven't done the full education, re-education from our last years, but I believe, if I remember correctly, the Plainsman is in reference to a a poem um, called "The Deserted Plains" or something like that. Um, but anyway, that the, it's referred to as the the lo- loveliest village on the plains, and so the Plainsman is an extension of that. Got it. Um, um, one quick correction: it was I, from my memory. It was like, a, well, it was my memory. I just looked it up to double check because I was like, wait, this doesn't sound right. He was like a yeah. Civil War veteran that uh, supposedly, that's how the story goes with the whole eagle, eagle thing. 
Yes, uh, Civil War. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So even, again, it was one of those back. wars. It, it was, was one war. of those wars. It was a war. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. It was. I, I said it was a veteran, Jim. It was a veteran. It was a veteran. <laughs> uh, too good. All right, let's see. Let's hit the let's hit some news and notes. Uh, one thing I've got ahead of the press conferences: uh, Carson Beck was named to the Davy O'Brien Award, Great Eight, this week for his performance against UAB. Uh, so it's, it's like a weekly award they hand out. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, on Kirby's press conference, I I mainly just looked for injury updates. Um, so we did talk about Lad a bit. He said I thought this was interesting. He said that we basically had a he said we had kind of a two-week advised shutdown for Lad. So we basically totally shut down Lad for two weeks. He said that's you know that's over. We're through that. Uh, but basically it depends on how he practices this week. That's all that's all the detail he gave on Lad. Um unfortunately, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I hadn't two heard week that advised shutdown. Is I hadn't a heard very that very explicit Kirby Smart. Exactly. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I thought it was very specific. Uh, he didn't say, and he did not use the word hopeful about Lad. Unfortunately, he did use it about two other players. Um, so for Javon Bullard, um, he said, we think he's going to be able to do more, hoping to get him back. Mm. Um, and then on Michael Williams, he said, Michael, we're, we're hopeful to get back if he's over the sickness. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's a kiss of death for both of those guys. The hopeful kiss of death. If you're over the sickness and you're a follower of DC Dog Central, um, go go over and check it out. Then uh, I I actually I checked uh, Hugh Freeze's press conference to see if there's anything of note there. Um, the only thing that stood out to me was he got a question around who's going to start a quarterback uh, this week. He asked if Peyton Thorne will remain the starting quarterback. He said we're still kind of waiting through that. But that's probably where we'll land this week also. So we can talk about that here in a bit. All right, JP, let's jump into the game. Let's look at the matchups here. Um, well, you mentioned, well, hang on. Oh, well, hey, wait, wait, what did I do? Let's, 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 did I do? Let's, let's, let's go back. You mentioned Hugh Freeze. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk about that. Like, So Hugh Freeze, where, yeah. where do we know him from, Jim? That name, that name sounds really familiar. It does sound familiar. I mean, yeah. So former coach at Ole Miss and uh, Liberty? right uh yeah yeah exactly yes exactly um and i believe that uh he is he, he replaced who exactly at auburn yes i mean technically he replaced uh cadillac williams who was the the interim <laughs> right which he ended up keeping which is a nice little fun note right right uh no but our, our guy that came from boise state the youth pastor yes modern age youth pastor <laughs> modern age youth pastor Yes. I, I, I don't know. Like, it feels like that they've got these guys coming through here and it's just kind of crazy to me. I, I I don't understand what's going on at Auburn. They keep hiring these folks and I just don't understand it. Um, they got, you got Gus Malzahn, you've got Hugh Freeze, um, Brian Harson. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't understand. So you got, I, I don't know. It, it seems like that two out of the three previous coaches were what like former former high school coaches like not too distant and the not too distant uh coaching coaching tree right 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 yeah yeah i mean malzahn had not been and uh i mean other than he was you know offensive coordinator but you know he came from from high school basically well i mean hugh freeze wasn't wasn't hugh freeze coming from uh he came from high school when he was at old miss right mm-hmm. yeah oh, shoot i don't even really remember wasn't he isn't he like the blind side guy 
Are you saying Hugh Freeze was the high school coach from the blind side? I thought so. You're educating me, John. So correct. Briarcrest Christian School in Memphis, Tennessee. You're right. Sorry, John. Sorry, John. I, yeah. I'm, uh, I, 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 started to, I, I started to doubt myself for a no, second, no, no. but it's but, late. It's late. You know, <laughs> you know, Hugh Freeze is is involved in a lawsuit with Michael Ower currently. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that lawsuit is crazy. <laughs> he he's 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 currently involved in a lawsuit because Michael Ower is suing uh, the Tuies and basically anyone that was once connected to his career, saying that they built him of his blindside winning or winnings <laughs> earnings. Uh, basically, that he didn't make hardly any money off of the blind side, and yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. He's basically going scorched earth on the entire blind side story, and Hugh Freeze is a thousand percent wrapped up, uh, wrapped up in that. Nice. Um, so you can take you can take the the coach out of the high school, but you can't take the high school coach out of the man or whatever. Take the man out of the high school, but you can't take the high school coach out of the man. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, enough enough about high school football. We'll go back to college football. <laughs> right. Um, all right. So as far as what we're looking for when Georgia has the ball, so a couple of players of note on the um, Auburn defense. So let's see. Defensive lineman Marcus Harris has two sacks. Um, another player with two sacks is linebacker Eugene Asanta. He's also seventh in the SEC with 28 tackles. Uh, then they've got a cornerback, Jalen Simpson. Uh, he has three interceptions, and that is tied for first in the SEC with one Tyke Smith, by the way, uh, is tied for the league lead in interceptions. So those are a few guys it. to look for on, on on their side. And then I think, you know, the big story for us is um, first road start uh, for Carson Beck. Yeah, first road start. And and it's usually it's usually going to Auburn, I feel like. I feel like Auburn is like one of those like proving grounds for a lot of UGA quarterbacks. You um, know, it's funny, John, that you mentioned that. That's something huh. I thought of earlier today. Huh. You, you know, so one of these things that I might my, my get off your lawn thing is like I prefer to play Auburn late in the season, but like, you know, whatever get off my lawn. But in the in the 2020 COVID year, uh Stetson Bennett's first start. Was also I mean first start period was against Auburn actually mm. in in COVID so that was the second game that season yeah I mean because well because he he wasn't the star exactly that season he, right he did, right yeah he didn't start in the Arkansas game he started who, in the Auburn game so who who was supposed to start some of these games before Auburn that year <laughs> yeah I mean well the next year Carson maybe you could say right. Yeah, yeah, with that UAB game. But yeah, so I don't know, man. So it's gonna be interesting to to watch Carson first time on the road. You know, he's had the he's been able to operate with basically zero noise, right? And all and all home starts. Um, you know, I know Auburn's coming off a loss, but it's the Georgia Auburn game. It's gonna be loud in Jordan here. It's gonna be a super loud environment. Um, so we're gonna, you know, I, I'm sure they've been practicing with noise you know simulated noise all week uh but that doesn't really do the trick so this is this is a a novel concept that Deion sanders came up with jim like i mean this is a coaching breakthrough like just just practicing with all this noise coming through oh amazing we didn't talk about that the last episode but uh yeah that's okay they lost we don't have to talk about that anymore (laughs) shout out dan lanning yeah uh yeah um 
I'm sure. I'm sure that they're, he's going to get an earful. Um, it will be interesting to see. Wasn't wasn't uh, I, I'm I'm hearkening back to another contentious quarterback battle. Uh, Dewan Mathis was starting. Wasn't it the Arkansas game? I, I'm trying to remember which game it was that he yeah. started. That it was, was the Arkansas game. Yeah, it was the Arkansas game. Okay, I was also on vacation <laughs> at that time. But I wasn't that the wasn't that the, the the game that Kirby had the famous gif where he's like staring at him. Yes, like, that was that game. The, the clip. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So that was his first road start, right? So yeah. My my thought process here is that that was also correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Beck get into that game as well? Or no, it no, went straight okay. to straight to Stetson. Straight, straight to Stetson. Stetson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I remember just I remember that there was a game there was a game that Stetson or that uh, Carson got into and he kind of panicked kind of looked very like Dewan Mathesy if you will for lack of a better description um I have been apologetic to Mr. Beck as well this season like I feel like that he's turned a corner from these younger years where he looked a little scared mm-hmm. um didn't look ready for it but this is a little bit different because he is the guy right now and it is his first road test. He is the starter. Like there's no doubt about it. Like there's nothing hanging over his head. Like this is your team basically. And this is one of those games where you kind of go out and you make your statement. Right. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, and I'll say, you know, I would love to see uh, receivers hanging on the ball. Like, right. Like, I mean, you know, first road start, um, we've had a, a few drops. We need to get those cleaned up. I'm sure that's being worked on in practice this week. Um, we talked about Lad. Would he be there or not? You know, Lad. I feel like his a bit had a bit of a coming out party uh, in the first national championship season uh, at Auburn. You know, he had those. I think two long touchdown catches against Auburn. There, um, most likely won't have him available to do that this week. You know, could we see Dominic Lovett? Could we see Rara Thomas? Uh, have a breakout in this game. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. So I, I mentioned it before. Um, you know, we, we've tried to hit a couple of guys deep uh, recently. I would love to see Rara get a, get some more looks deep. Um, that would be something that I would be looking for from the wide receiving core. I feel like that the I feel like that we're 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 honing in on kind of our starting lineup with the wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know. I feel like I feel like that we've got our our A our A game on the field when we've got Ra Ra, we've got Dominic, um, you've got uh Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint. Yeah, um, I agree. You've got all these guys on the field that if we can get those three guys on the on the field making plays, uh I feel like that, that puts us in a better position to win. And then you throw Lad McConkie out there as a potential um you know, participant as well. Uh, I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta like our chances with the quarterback play, regardless of who's there. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I have like rigorously studied Auburn, um, but I have watched some of their highlights. Uh, looking at the game against Texas A&M last week, one of the things I noticed was, I mean, they were able to do both or they were able to get some pretty good chunk plays both through the air and on the ground. Um, so they were able to, they actually ripped off like an 80 yard run late in that game. Um, but I saw some pretty big holes. So, um, you know, we don't even need a huge running lane, you know, for Dejan, uh, Dejan, all he needs is a crease. Um, so I think again, having him back, he has really come on, um, has looked great since he's, you know, returned to the lineup. 
Um, so excited to see what he can do uh, in, with, again, kind of with a one-two punch of Dejan Edwards and Dylan Bell. Um, see what we can do there. And I, I, I mean, I feel like from what I've seen of Auburn, uh, they're going to have some room to operate as well. Yeah. Um, I think that it's one of those situations where, you know, we've got a couple, I, I don't know. I, I could see this going a number of different ways, but you got some pretty decent defenses, right? So Auburn, Georgia's got the the number 10 ranked scoring defense in the country currently. Um, Auburn has, I want to say they're top 25, they're number 23. So Auburn has the number 23 scoring defense in the country. So we've got some pretty decent defenses. To put it in perspective, Texas A&M kind of, one pretty handedly with them, right? Texas A&M is the the number thirtieth ranked scoring defense that they've played. Okay, um, I would so say just give you some perspective there. I will say I feel like they they did uh, build up some of that on some. Uh, I mean, not that we can talk, but on some lesser competition, <laughs> right. you have to play your schedule. Uh, but so they played UMass, Cal, and Samford uh, before they played A&M. So just to put that in a little perspective, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, Auburn, Auburn's got the number 74 rushing defense. Let's see. See, I like our chances with that. Yeah. Yeah. A&M was ranked 40th in terms of their, their rushing defense. Okay. I'm trying to like, you, you try to like compare these things. And so, you know, you, you try to figure out like how, how did the, how did they play against them? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so interestingly, like, and maybe this is kind of a little ominous-ish, Auburn is the number 17th ranked passing defense currently. That okay. is definitely one category that they are above Georgia from okay. a defensive from a defensive standpoint for talking about our offense versus their defense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, that that's where I, I do feel like, too, though, like where last week um, we talked about how Brock Bowers finally had that game. Um, against UAB and so maybe I don't know maybe Bobo was getting him ready for something this week um, wouldn't mind to see Brock Bowers unleashed at Auburn yeah no I, I think that that would be great that would be a, a good a good situation um, looking at the overall total defense so if you were to kind of average and mash some of those things together Texas A&M was ranked 14th and uh, is currently ranked 14th in total defense. Georgia is ranked 18th in total defense. Auburn is ranked 25. Okay. Got it. So you've got a pretty similar matchup in terms of, you know, the, the overall statistical, you know, four game, five game, depending on what you're looking at uh, body of work for, for these two, these two teams. Uh, a mixed, a you know, fairly similar-ish team. Um, I think that there's a number of models out there. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, we were probably you you maybe have seen us get tagged in a in a post that we'll probably talk about later. Uh, that highlights some modeling that suggests that Auburn slightly wins this game. <laughs> Spoiler alert, John. Wait for the listener questions. Wait for the listener questions. We'll wait for the listener questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I say that to like th- that was a fairly close game with A and M. These two teams are very similar. Georgia and A and M have fairly similarish statistical approach. Um, anyway, that's 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 kind of how I see the the offense versus uh, their defense. Got it. Got it. Cool. All right. Um, well, why don't we take a moment to remind everyone that uh, 
Season four of My Got a Podcast is presented by Oxia Time. Uh, so Oxia Time is a Swiss watch company. Uh, they make automatic Swiss, wa- Swiss watches, and you've got to check out their 2021 and 2022 Georgia National Championship watch collection. Uh, John and I have the 2021 watches. I'm always wearing mine when we record. Uh, it's got a lovely red face, the Power G uh, throughout um and has the you know cfp branding 2021 national champions uh also has the cfp logo on the the dial on the side um the metal clasp has the cfp logo as well uh you can also get it engraved that comes with your purchase get it engraved on the back so you can turn it over and always see your engraving um most of the watches come with multiple bands as well i like to wear the nato band on mine uh i know john you like to wear the stainless steel on yours most of the time um, I, I changed it up to the stainless steel when I want to dress it up a bit as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like to, I like to keep it stylish. I've got, I've got my, <laughs> I've got my sport band, uh, you know, running tracker, um, that I'll, I'll track for, for my runs pregame on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, and then I've got, uh, then I'll take it off and, uh, and throw it on and, and head out to the, head out to the tailgate. Love it. My Love fancy, it. My fancy Axia time walk timepiece. All right, well, you got to go check them out. You can head over to oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. And you can use the code MyGotAPodcast to get a uh, special presentation box uh, so you can show off your watch when it's not on your wrist. Uh, So go check them out at oxiatime.com. All right, JP, uh, so the Georgia defense, uh, when Auburn has the ball. Um, So I mentioned um, in the uh, press conference, that uh, Hugh Freeze talked about the quarterback situation, got asked that um, sounds like from his answer that uh, Peyton Thorne will continue to be the starter. We believe uh, he is a Michigan state transfer uh, on the season. He's 49 of 75. Uh, that's a 65% completion percentage uh, for 561 yards, four touchdowns and three picks. He's also been sacked 10 times. Uh, so something to remember there. Um, he also has 33 rushes for 106 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Hugh freeze, uh, does like to run the quarterback. We know that from his days at Ole Miss, um, their <laughs> change of pace quarterback, uh, Robbie Ashford. So he's the guy that we saw last year in Athens. Um, he's only seven of 17 for 65 yards and a touchdown. So has not thrown the ball a lot, but he does have 23 carries for 101 yards and four touchdowns. He actually has the most rushing touchdowns of anyone uh, on Auburn. Um, from the traditional running back position, uh, Jarquez Hunter is their leading rusher, 31 carries for 143 yards and one touchdown. And uh, Jay Fair is the leading receiver thus far, 15 catches, 184 yards and two touchdowns. So just some guys to watch out for on the Auburn side of the ball. Um, you know, they... The the ten sacks uh, of uh, Peyton Thorne thus far jumps out at me. I know that's been kind of the knock on Auburn to this point of the season is their offensive line. Um, so again, I would love to see us get after him. Um, if they're struggling that much on the line, struggling that much, particularly their quarterback. I saw again. I know Texas A and M was able to get to them several times. Both quarterbacks actually. Um, so I'm, I'm, say, I'm looking looking for our defense to pin our ears back this week. I was about to say, wasn't most of those sacks against Texas A&M? Yeah, there. I mean, there were there were many. I know there were a lot. I don't know how many they had in that game, but 
uh, just again, for me watching the highlights, I saw a bunch. Yeah. Uh, seven, seven sacks. Okay. Texas A&M was to get home on seven of their sacks on the entirety of the season. <laughs> okay. Got it. Got it. Um, how many, how many sacks did you say that they had been given up? They, they well, up? I'm, so I'm talking for the one quarterback. So 10 sacks of thorn. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely an, an aspect that uh, I feel like that we're going to be looking out for is how, how, how often we can get home and how effective we can get home um, against, against this defense, because, you know, from a, like I said, from a statistical standpoint, you know, Texas A&M is, you know, similar ish enough to where you could call it like, Hey, you know, this is kind of similar to what we're, we're talking about here, but, you know, the Texas A&M offense is nowhere near as effective as the UGA offense. So if you were to put that in perspective, you like our chances against the Auburn defense at a higher clip than Texas A&M was able to generate. Now, granted, I think that Texas didn't Texas A&M play them at home. uh, I believe it was at, it was at A&M at A&M. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, take that into consideration as well, but um, our offense is a much more effective offense um, currently. Uh, based on all, all all the stats and the totals and all that kind of thing. So, you know, and Texas A&M was able to handle them 27 to 10, you know, first year head coach, you know, it's not really uh, something that you typically would see uh, a ton of success with. Um, they've been lucky in that they've gotten a lot of early, they've gotten a lot of early success, um, you know, not too dissimilar to say, uh, you know, Deion Sanders at, at Colorado, Um on hype being undefeated, um, but then you came down to earth, cr- crashing down to earth this past week. So you know, yeah, it is what it is. They, I know one thing that Kirby talked about is they do spread the ball around a lot amongst running backs. You know, it's the first time we've played uh, Auburn without Tank Bigsby being there for a while. Mm. <laughs> I actually, when I was looking at their 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 team, I, I knew he was gone, but I was having one of those moments. You know, when there's those guys that it feels like they've been in college forever. I was like, is Tank Tank Bigsby is gone, right? So confirmed, he he is gone. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just, I just look for our offense to, I look for our defense to pin their ears back and, and, and rush the passer here in this game is kind of what I'm thinking. The the Auburn offensive line has been struggling. All right. Um, you know, I, I, I would say things like would love to get, uh, Mike Hill back. I'd love to get Buller back with the hopeful, not sure of that. Um, I think we've had some young guys that have really stepped up, um, Interested to see how our linebacking core and inside linebackers look in this game, right? With smiles continuing to get better and get healthier. Um, want to see what JD JDJ can do with this game as well. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go back, uh, to the times we talked about, um, you know, smarter, smarter people than us like, exist out there. Right. Um, <laughs> true uh top billing is is a is a big fan of smile mundan um if you go and look at uh some of the past national championship uh seasons top billing does uh the film breakdowns and he is a big proponent and a big fan of smile mundan um and 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 i am too um i think that he's coming into his own i've been kind of surprised at um some of the you know, playing time situation. I think wasn't he kind of banged up a little bit earlier yep. this season? Yeah. Yep. So um anyway, I, I that's never really changed for me. Um, even yeah. though you're hurt, uh, I think that he's gonna be a big impact as the season rolls on. He was a big impact on the last game. 
So yeah, I, yeah. I would look for him to have a big. I would look for him to have a big day. Um, really hoping, really hoping that uh, Michael gets the injury protocol um, taken care of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Same. hopefully, hopefully he'll hopefully he'll be out and be able to make an impact as well because I feel like that his absence in the last game made some of the some of the passing success that they were able to have against us look a lot better than it probably would have if he was out there. That's Agreed. another it's just another situation, you know, you look at the edge, how is this Georgia team able to get pressure from the edge? I feel like you know, it's one of those things like, you know, you watch Jalen Carter, you watch Jordan Davis like just completely eating up the middle of the field. And yeah. like we've gotten Azir Stackhouse, we've got these our our guys, you know, Warren Brinson, like we got the defensive line going I feel like that they're holding their own. They're mm-hmm. just not putting up a ton of stat, a, a ton of statistics, very similar to Jordan Davis. But like, you know, they're not blowing up plays like we've like we've seen in the past, right? Like mm-hmm. they're not. It's not like what you are used to seeing. But what you were not used to seeing is not getting pressure from the outside. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 No. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. And I um, feel like that that's what we're missing. So if you have. If you have those defensive players that are able to get to the quarterback, shed blocks, command double teams, open up the field for other folks to come in and make plays, those sorts of things haven't like consistently been happening, I feel like. And mm-hmm. maybe that's just me on my, like again, talking about my feelings. <laughs> um, stats don't care about your feelings. Um, and it could also just be just the overall approach, right? Like we could just be like, I mean, we could just be dialing up a, a little bit more of a bend don't break season. And if that's the case, like buckle up, Mr. Person behind Jim Wood. Um, like, yeah, they've been pretty effective at it. Right. Minus, right. minus some, you know, fortuitous turnovers to the, you know, to the teams that we're playing. Um, it's been pretty effective from a defensive standpoint. Like it hasn't been overly dominant, but at the same time, it's been pretty effective. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. To the team um, where you're sitting here like, well, I'm not really super worried about the defense, Jim. Well, yeah. should I'm, you be? I don't know. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I'm still not worried about the defense. I wasn't worried about the secondary, but like at the same time, you see these guys floating around in the secondary wide open um you you wonder like should should you worry about a a passing attack or a mobile quarterback jim i don't know yeah i well i'll be less worried when bullard gets back um again (laughs) tyke smith don't don't we all (laughs) yeah tied for the tied for the league lead in 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 picks uh loving that i don't for auburn no no because i don't think they could protect their quarterback long enough so from what i've seen so all right, let's hit a couple of things on special teams. Uh, so players of note for Auburn. Uh, Alex McPherson is their place place kicker. He is actually perfect on the season thus far. Uh, he is 16 of 16 on extra points, and he is three for three on field goals. Um, and then their punter, John. He's they only have kicked three field goals. He's only kicked three field only goals. Only kicked three field goals. He's three for three and 16 of 16 on extra points. Wow. Uh, they have an Australian punter, John. Uh, oh, here we go. He's Oscar Chapman uh, from Adelaide, South Australia. He averages 40.29 yards a punt. Uh, he is from Pro Kick Australia, just like uh, our guy, Brett Thorson. Uh, he was 21 when he signed with Auburn back in 2020. Uh, so older guy, much like Brett, that seems to be the, the case of these guys. 
Uh, he punted nine times against AM last week, by the way. A lot of punts. A lot of punts. Nine punts. Nine punts. Um, and also, I bet, I, bet, I bet Thorson is looking at this guy like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 His, his, his quarterback <laughs> really likes him, unlike uh, Stetson Bennett and, and Carson Beck don't like Brett Thorson. Ooh, speaking of Stetson Bennett, I feel like you're going to, are you going to talk about his, his, his attire? The oh yeah, so the so their punter uh got, we'll have to tweet out the picture of him. So you've for got one to thing, tweet this picture out. For one this thing, John, I feel like he looks he looks like he's gotten younger over the years. I feel like he actually looks the oldest when he was a freshman. Uh <laughs> and his, his hair has changed, but he's got a nice stash. And so I've, I've got, I'll I'll share uh what this guy looks like. It's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Uh rocking a nice stash is uh Mr. Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Stetson Bennett when he was at uh, the community college. <laughs> he does. He does. He does. Oh uh, man. Um, on our special teams, I, you know, I don't know one thing. Uh, okay, so I'll add one more. Uh, we we talked in the last episode about you know he's six foot three. Yeah, he's a Golly. big dude. He's a big dude. Um, we talked about in the last episode. Lily, Lily and I going to the Bulldog brunch, and uh, I will say one of the other questions that was asked there. Someone asked. Uh, if Georgia had gone for it on fourth down um, against UAB because of the kicking situation. And Kevin Butler actually said, in his opinion, no. Um, he mm. said that he felt like that was more of an identity play, a challenge to the offensive line. Um, mm. He said that coaches should not coach around a kicker, uh, that if you don't have the confidence in your kicker to make the kick, that that person should not be your kicker. So I thought that was pretty interesting coming from a, a Hall of Famer and, and Kevin so Butler. What I hear a Hall of Famer, former player, uh, former coach yes. say is that Kirby Smart and his program put players in a position of adversity to overcome. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Does yeah. that sound familiar, dear listener? <laughs> it is, it is. Uh... So yeah, so got we'll 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 watch that this week, and then uh, only the thing is, uh, I would like to see kickoffs into the end zone. I want touchbacks, not returns, and uh, let's let's clean up the return our return game. We have we've had a lot of holes on our returns, by the way, as well. We need we need to clean up our return game. So, which is mind boggling to me because I feel like that uh, there was holding on every single play against UAB. There was a Matter of fact, I actually educated uh I educated uh Rhonda and Rich, uh, our our gracious hosts. Um I'll I'll mention again because she was like, Why are you upset about that? And I proceeded to show her on the replay, which was fortunate because they actually showed the replay. <laughs> like people are physically grabbing you, and when their shirt is being pulled, that is literally the definition of a hold. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. There's what even, one what even is a hold anymore, guys? Yeah, there's one on Jalen Walker that was uh, atrocious. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, it was bad. That was bad. That was bad. Just literally right in front of the referee, like, ah, come yeah, on, guys. For sure. For sure. All right, John, you ready for the listener questions? I think so. All right. Let's remind everyone that the listener questions are brought to you by Working Web Media. Uh, so Working Web Media redesigned the My Got a Podcast website. You can go check it out at mygotapodcast.com. We've got our new merch store. Everything's up there. You get the hat that John's wearing, the white uh rope my got a podcast hat we've got the usual lineup of t-shirts and the old trucker hats that we've had uh really since we started got going uh so you can go check out all that there 
Um, if you need help with, if you got a small business, you need help with your website uh, or just your online presence as well. You can reach out to them at workingwebmedia.com slash dogs, and then they will know that we sent you their way. All right, John, first up, we've got Trent Thacker. It's, I'm not going to read the whole thing, um, but he, he he sent us a message uh, saying that uh, there's been some complaints about Bobo. Uh, really? Yeah, there have been some. What? Um, saying that you know he feels like we're comparable to recently, but anyways, he has a conspiracy theory. His conspiracy theory: he was watching Bama Ole Miss last Saturday. He said Lane Kiffin is a tremendous offensive coordinator, but a terrible head coach. Uh, Lane Kiffin, he said he saw a stat that he's one in nineteen against teams with that win nine games in the season. Uh, he said any chance Kirby ditches Bobo and brings in Kiffin when Lane is uh inevitably let go from from Ole Miss. <laughs> <laughs> can you see that right. i can't see that being a happy marriage kirby and lane kiffin i mean you'd say the same thing about kirby and our uh, nick saban and lane kiffin right true true fair i don't see it happening just because i don't feel like lane is gonna go quote unquote backward in mm-hmm. i mean like I, I don't know he's been a head coach longer than kirby's been a head coach that kind of thing like yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I don't think that he's gonna take that quote unquote backward step of of taking on a role with a coach that is was was on the similar and is on the similar like trajectory that he was. Yeah. And just did it more successfully. I feel like that would be a bit of a humble pie that he just couldn't bear. Yeah. Agreed. It, Agreed. It it would be interesting. And I, I agree. Like I think that there's listen, there's a number of coaches out there and I don't fault them for taking these steps forward and these leaps forward. And you're, you're coaching beyond your prowess. Like for example, I feel I feel like Sam Pittman is in that mm. vein as well at Arkansas. Right. Um, however, these guys are going to retire with a lot of money and at the same time. You're talking about these are, these are careers. So you take those steps to these coaching positions and they come with these golden parachute bailouts, bailouts, right? Right. So yeah. in a way, the coaching carousel and the coaching strategy is a retirement plan of sorts. <laughs> That's um, amazing. Yes. I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, you're not like. Sorry, Carter. Look at look at uh, Mike Bobo and uh, Will Muschamp are still being paid by the University of South Carolina. Yes. I mean, boom. I mean, shoot, is he still on Auburn's payroll? I don't know. Yeah, that's not not a not a bad thing, uh, money wise, to get fired as a head coach. I'll I'll I will. The only other thing I will say is uh, I'm not sure that uh, Kirby is going to want so so to speak want to ditch Bobo. uh, Personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. To your point, like I think that Bobo is. I I I don't know why he went to call. He, I don't know why he went to Colorado State, but yeah, I I think that he is certainly in that vein of like probably should just be a, an a, an offensive coordinator. I think Muschamp coordinator. You can go back in time. Um, oh gosh darn it, I'm I'm blinking. The guy that was before Willie, um, Van Gorder. Van Gorder, yeah, Van Gorder. Like never should have left. Yeah, never should have left. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right, let's see. Uh, next up, Coach Chad. Uh, he said, "What might have been? What might have been, Jim? Quarter never left. Ah, uh, greatest squid billies ever? Question mark. Which, of course, is a reference to. So we played that in the intro. So I don't have to get back into that. Although I do have to admit something, John. 
Okay. I don't I've never watched Squidbillies. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched a little bit of them, but admittedly I, I've not watched enough to like have known about that like yeah. clip. I, I know Had the memes then for other Georgia fans. Agreed. Like I know that and I know the them dogs as hell, don't they? Like that part. And I, I know that stuff, but uh I I <laughs> I, I, I get the, the Georgia clips on the socials. So and just full full admission there. Full uh, admission. I, I know that there's multiple squid billies where like the, the main guy, I can't I can't remember the, the guy's name, but he t- <laughs> he talks about Herschel Walker. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh all right. Uh Brett Belding has a two parter. Uh, first off, why does Auburn have a huge Clemson logo painted in the middle of tuners in the middle of the tumors corner corner intersection? And he, he put a picture of it in his tweet. There definitely is a large paw, uh, there, I suppose, because they're the tigers too, although they don't really use that logo. Um, I don't know because of the tigers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I, 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 I have to say I was unaware of this. Were, did you know about this? Cause I feel like that this is new information. <laughs> did that logo was there? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like what? Yeah. I, I, I had not, I had not seen that, uh, that that was there. I mean, I, I, so, I mean, I've been there, I've been to, uh, Tumor's corner, but it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's not, know. I will tell you, John, I will tell you, it's not listed on like their standard logos on their site. Um, so I don't know if, uh, what's going on there, but yeah, they're the Tigers, but for some reason they, I don't know, like, did the contractor paint the wrong, uh, school's Tigers logo? <laughs> okay. So, all right. So here's the thing. So I, I feel it was, was Tumor's Corner designed by like a Clemson graduate or something? Because all right, so here's here's the corollary that I'll give to this. There's a building on UGA's campus. I believe it was a biology building or a math and science building. I can't remember which one it was. I want to say it was a. It had to have been some kind of science building because the way that they fixed it, like correlated to the what what they caught. So anyway, uh, long story short, uh, the. There's a building on UGA's campus that was designed by Georgia Tech architects. And I think we've talked about it on the pod- podcast, but there's a building on UGA's campus that was being designed by Georgia Tech alumni, um, architecture, architecture or whatever. And the way that they designed it in the plans, they hid it in such a way where it was going to be a GT logo on the campus of UGA. Hmm. At some point, someone on the, the in the decision making process realized what was in place. They fired the architects, hired new ones, reorganized it to where it looked like a double helix. Okay. I had a class in one of these buildings, but like I, I feel like that that was one of those situations where like UGA found out about it. They they fixed it like so that they they weren't able to do what they were, were trying to do. But that logo is a copyright of Clemson, so it's interesting that it ends up on Auburn's campus because that logo in and of itself, the tiger print, the tiger paw or whatever insignia has been like official for Clemson since like, I think it's like 1980s or something like 1982s. Um, Oh, how long it's been for Clemson? Yeah. yeah, yeah, It's 82, 82. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know. Like did, did a Clemson alumni like design Tumor's Corner, like read at some point they must have redesigned it at some uh, and added it some at some point, right? It was yeah. So basically, so I it in 2015 is when they like redid Tumor's Corner, 
and had right. this design. That's when that got painted there. So all I could find, I did find uh, basically when it got released, when it, they or they they showed like, the plans, what was going to happen. And when people saw the plans, everyone was angry. They're like, you should put AU there, not the paw, because that's the Clemson paw. So Auburn fans didn't even like it uh, when it happened. So I should have texted Brett to ask him what he was saying. I started to t- text him just now, but we're recording kind of late. So Brett, hit us up. Let us know if there's something uh, sinister going on there. Um, the second question in the two-parter from Brett was, do you like to drive in your truck? Auburn <laughs> All right, next up, 51-7 to 7 GATA. Is this game nice. going to be as low scoring as I think it is? Uh, neither team getting to 24 points. Uh, thanks for what y'all do. LOL, it makes the season more entertaining. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, 51 to seven GTA. Appreciate that. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe we, I guess we'll get into our, our predictions later. Um, I think it's going to be low scoring on the Auburn side. I think it's going to be low scoring on the Auburn side as well. Uh, all right, let's see. Lula 34. Okay. This is what we were hinting at earlier is the CFB nerds model predicting an Auburn win concerning to y'all. So John, that's what you're talking about earlier. So CFB nerds, uh, they are that you can find them on Twitter. They're CFB nerds on Twitter. Uh, they have a game model. I don't know that I would say score predictor, but they have a, a model um, that they use to analyze games. Um, and they do have uh, Auburn predicted to win. Um, it doesn't concern me um, personally. And like they, and I mean, my reasoning is when they, they so they released the model like this week. And they're like, here's the model. It's free. You can plug in any matchup and, and we'll model it for you. And so people noticed, John, John Tweet Sports noticed, um, that's where we found out about that uh, if you entered in Georgia and Auburn, it had Auburn outscoring Georgia. So that kind of blew up. That was like the one that people started bombing them with. And they replied and they said, uh, they kind of defended a little bit. And they said, the biggest issue with Georgia is number one, the performance against South Carolina. Number two, the paucity of good opponents thus far. And then he said, the model doesn't know what to do with Georgia because their opponents have been so bad. And they said, granted, <laughs> granted, that's not Georgia's fault. Uh, it said it also does not include priors and it is unaware of Georgia's talent level. So uh, personally, I'm not worried about it. Uh, what I hear you saying is the computer feels like the guy behind you, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yes, I mean, exactly. I mean, like, said another way, run the ball, Bebo. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. or throw the ball, Bebo. Sorry, Carter. Like, Sorry, Carter. Literally, like, that's what I'm hearing is that the computer is yelling at Bobo for some reason. Um, or right. just doesn't know what to do with this UGA team. And that I feel like that either way, like, we, we center around on, like, it all comes back to the offense, right? Like, how is the offense going to do? What is the offense going to do to, to disrupt this game? Um, I feel like the, the defense is, you know, either like historically like consistent slash like if we if we don't turn the ball over here and there, like we're fine kind of thing. Like I, I'm not too concerned about the defense. It's the offense that's always going to be the issue here. And the computers are basically saying that, hey, you know, Mr. 33E or whatever, um, you're you're right to kind of feel that way because even the computers apparently don't know what to do with UGA. That's funny. But yeah. but at the at the end of the day, like we're undefeated. Um, is it going to be is it going to be a um a pretty like blowout of every single opponent? Like 
we were in 2022 when we had a second year offensive coordinator and a, you know, 29 year old quarterback uh, at the helm. And, you know, is it going to be like that? No, like it's not going to, it's not going to be that way. And frankly, I don't necessarily know that it needs to be that way. Um, The only other thing I'll add to that is it also wasn't really that way, even last year. Um, You know, like when you get down to it. So Jim, 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 don't, don't, don't rattle your guy up with facts. All right. I'm just telling you, like, this is, it's how people feel, right? We got to massage the yeah. feelings. Sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad. <laughs> this is what I do for a living, Jim. I massage people's <laughs> feelings. Okay. In spite of all of the data that's around what you're telling me that you feel. Got it. Got it. Fair enough, John. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Uh, Brian Harrell. Why do you think Auburn has had so much trouble recording recruiting a quarterback? I've got a thought here. I don't know, John. If you have one. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take, yeah. What, what, what do you think? I mean, to me, I mean, part of it is the coaching carousel that they've got going on over there. I mean, they can't, they can't keep a coach employed long enough. They keep changing everything up. Uh, I think that's part of their problem. And I mean, you know, they had, I mean, arguably they had a guy in Bo Nix. I mean, he's doing pretty good at Oregon. Um, and, uh, you know, he decided to, to go elsewhere. What's the last good quarterback they had over there? A UGA transfer? Uh, which one? Daniel Cobb? <laughs> Nick Marshall? Like what? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, UGA is keeping keeping all these programs afloat with all their st- all their stars, right? Their castaways. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, obviously the coaching carousel is going to have you know a big impact on that. Um, but at the same time, like. I feel like I feel like Hugh Freeze, Hugh, the combination of of Hugh Freeze and Bobby Petrino will probably find some quarterbacks here in the in the not too too distant future. But at the same time, like college football landscape has changed quite a bit since Bobby Petrino was the quote unquote you offensive. You're you're last on to me mentioning Bobby Petrino earlier, but Petrino's at A and M. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Cadillac Williams, Cadillac Williams, Cadillac John. Williams. Yeah, well, I mean the offensive uh, offensive. Uh, Offenses have changed um, yeah. quite a bit since he was in school, but at the same time, like so, so his offensive offenses have changed since Bobo was in school too. So I don't know, man. Like if Cadillac Williams can maybe, Cad- I guess the question could be is can Cadillac Williams recruit a quarterback? I don't know. He's been the he's he's the consistent he's the consistency at Auburn at this point, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know that anyone else um was the it was a holdover there he is the running backs coach but associate head coach uh philip montgomery is their quarterbacks coach but i don't know with this recruiting stuff it's not necessarily the position coach that's recruiting him but look hugh Freeze has recorded good quarterbacks in the past i think right. i i do think they'll get there as long as he can stay there right i think it's been the turnover i don't know unless 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 like williams is their rodney Gardner, right 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 yep exactly <laughs> um Brian also said on our side, do you think this is the beginning of a Brock takeover on offense? Um, I do. I think, I think, uh, I think last week we decided to uh, make a conscious effort to get in the ball. And I think that was the start of something. Yeah. I mean, call me crazy, but we've got this guy named Brock Allen Bowers and he does really good things when you throw him the ball and get the ball in his hands in space. I mean, it seems like we should get him the ball uh, a lot more. And I feel like that they heard us call for that. And there's a reason why he had the, the coming out party in the last game, because they're building towards that 
you know, that impetus or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, crescendo, if you will. Nice. Uh, let's see. Rambo said at this point, are we going to go back to the old days and just wait till the fourth quarter to start checking the score? And then he put parentheses, slow starts. Rambo, we had a fast start last game, you know, scored in the yeah. opening, opening possession. Sure. What? Uh, 28 points by the half. I don't, I don't think so. I think, uh, I think the slow starts were a bit uh, in, influenced by the, the clock. And then, you know, red zone woes, which we cleaned up last week, at least, you know, uh, what was it, John? Five of five, six for six touchdowns in the red zone. Last I week, need so. a definition. What is a slow start? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. You, you need a clarifying, <laughs> clarifying question. Yes. Uh, or we've got one in the next one from John okay. Michael D. Okay. Uh, or he has a clarification on something else. Uh, so first off, actually, you know what? I've got a soundbite for where he started. He starts off with... Trying to put glasses on it. Uh, which Native American tribe slash band has a burial ground under that wild stadium. So just crazy things happen at Jordan here. Um, mm. we, we've seen that there. Um, but he said, is lad number two, is lad going to get the Pickens slash Mitchell treatment this year? And his clarification, John is basically not playing until Atlanta and potentially playoffs. Uh, I think he's going to get a little bit further along on there. I, I, I would say that, you know, he's probably going to be playing this game or the next game, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he'll get the Pickens Mitchell treatment. I, I don't. I, I think we had, the, we had the two week shutdown. We're past that. Um, I don't know that we'll play this week. I don't know who plays this week. Right, two weeks to stop the spread. Wow, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that he'll play this week, but it's, uh, it's, it will not. Uh, we're not going to wait until Atlanta. I'll say that. All right. Uh, we had a f- few people ask some uh, like favorite game at Auburn type questions. Uh, Herman Woods said he gave two like choices, uh, either between the hoses or the overtime game. No relation. Um, no, but he is, Herman Wood is the gentleman who submitted the uh, the Munson tapes to the archives. Uh, uh, yes. yes. So no relation as far as I know. Um, and then Chad Jarvis said favorite Auburn away moment. Um, so mine, it's for, for, for me, as far as Herman, it's between those two of between the hoses and overtime. For me, it's the overtime game. We talked about that before. That's the game where uh, I was in the car on the way to make it and actually listened to the the tying up in regulation uh, pass from Bobo to Corey Allen in the car. So only had Munson to guide my way. Um, so that one always holds a special place for me. So that's the 1996 first ever SEC, first ever overtime game in the SEC um, was what, like five overtimes. Um, so for me, it's that one. Overall favorite moment, though, has got to be uh, 2002 because I was at that game as well. Um, David Green to Michael Johnson. So that's it for me. What about you, JP? I like Green to Michael Johnson, but I'll, I'll tell you again. Um, I feel like we mentioned this on the last episode, um, but uh, I'm trying to remember 2006. Um, that was the the Stafford game. Freshman Stafford was 06. Well, I was trying to remember what they were ranked. Oh yeah, they were like number two, I think, and we were unranked. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So uh, I feel like I talked about this one the last the last time we talked about Auburn, but um Trey Battle. Yes. Yeah. This was this was the Trey Battle game. Yeah, that was so a six. I remember watching this game in a bar. I wanna say it was like one of those like beer gardens, like a I can't remember what it was called. Um ah oh, man. Uh, 
I'm, I'm picturing the logo. It was in Buckhead, um, some kind of beer place over there. I was with fraternity brother Cord Marlowe, um, and he had a buddy um, named C.B. Brennan. <laughs> Poor kid. Um, he talked so much. Shit. Sorry, Carter. He talks so much smack the entire time leading up to this game about yeah. how terrible Georgia was. Blah 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 blah. And I remember watching this game. And Trey Battle proceeded to just like intercept his way into CB's soul and <laughs> completely suck the joy out of his life. And I remember thinking that that was the most amazing thing. And as a matter of fact, like one of like as you think back on your your fandom or whatever, like what are some of the scenes like you know Kirby lifting the trophy, you know Ad Mitchell, blah blah blah, all these different things. Uh, one of my personal like memories is trey battle diving into the end zone after a pick six yeah yeah that for me was one of those like moments as a fan that like i'll never forget <laughs> yeah yeah that was that one was uh the way into like the way he dove too he, 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 like, like, he did like a front flip yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> He like he like does a front flip and it's like you know you're gonna get a penalty and I feel like it's one of those situations where like Mark Rick like definitely took him to the side and was like talking to him about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah that that was like that was a good one. That's a good one. I do like that one. Yeah, but, but that's like a, a, that's a personal. That's one of my personal ones. No, that's how I totally agree. Totally agree. And that's where so for me that one the personal one is the '96 the Bobo to Corey Allen. That's that's the personal one for me. So. um let's see chad also said what scares you the most about auburn does anything scare you about these guys john uh the defense our our ability to defend the pass against a passing you know team um i I, I would hesitate to say scare like i feel like we're unproven against a true passing it's kind of like last year right like we we weren't really we weren't really challenged until we got cj stroud right like yeah you know like I feel like that a quarterback that can, I mean, Rattler was, I guess maybe like the, I guess if you were to look back onto the season, like the Canary and the coal mine or whatever, like what Rattler is able, was able to do against us for at least for a half, you know, yeah. we were able to kind of close it up, you know, I, I don't know. Like that first half against South Carolina kind of sticks out in my head as being like, God, we can't stop anybody. Oh my God, we're screwed against better teams. Sort yeah. Of thing. I will say, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm glad you you jumped to Rattler. Because I say like we're we're not going to see a quarterback on that level this week. Right. We'll have to look ahead to see how far. Although it, the when you you talking that through me through to me just reminded me. Have you seen the like the fake infomercial commercial where like if you need uh, to feel good about yourself for one quarter, go play the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, Just be satisfied in the moral victory of yes. playing the uh, number one team in the country to two scores. Uh, that's an amazing <laughs> video. If you haven't seen it, you got to go find that one. Um, all right. Let's see. Hushton Rich. Uh, Hushton, not Hushton. I don't know, John, if you if you know this. I always thought it was Hushton. It's Hushton, the city. Um, and I met I met Rich at the uh, South Carolina tailgate. Um, Will Boom travel to Auburn so he can take a bite out of Tyler Fromm? Um, I I hope he's there. I think these days uh, live mascots can can go on the road once again. So I'd hope so. I don't know if he's gonna take a bite out of Tyler Fromm like he did a uh, Eugene Baker. I mean, 
from the from standpoint, unfortunately, young man is not playing a whole lot. I think he's only got like one catch on the year. Um, but I do hope Boom will be there. We'll we'll have to try to put glasses on it uh, to see he's gonna see if he's gonna make the trip. But I would assume he is. Right, right. right. I mean, he's he's so young and spry, right? Exactly. They. I feel like things had kind of tailed off a little bit with uh, Uga getting older. Uh, Boom. I'm, I'm I'm sure he's going to. He's a road dog still. So. You know, that's a good point. We haven't we haven't talked about Boom very much this season, have we? Like, we're still working on a new Uga, guys. <laughs> Calm down. I mean, this is the kind of analysis that you can only get on my guy. I show. mean, guys, guys, we don't even know if our mascot's gonna freaking be there. Like, uh, let's, let's 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 just dial back the the stress levels here. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. We got, uh, we got some young pups, is what I'm saying. We, <laughs> literally. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, last up, Fletcher Proctor. Some people hate Auburn because of Fairly. Uh, because I hate of, Auburn because of Fairly and Trooper yeah. Taylor. Screw you, Trooper Taylor. Ugh, the 2010 game. Uh, he said, or 2013 or 2017. He said, I hate them because of 1999, when Ben Leard channeled Joe Montana, and the game was over before I found my seat in the upper deck. Uh, I delight whenever we de- demolish them to this day because of that rude awakening, my freshman year. So, John, you would have still been in high school that year. That was my sophomore year. So, Fletcher, I always knew we were their similar time uh so good to know that um <laughs> what i remember from that game was ronnie daniels was their receiver and he absolutely torched our secondary and he actually like dunked the football over the goalpost uh after one of his touchdowns um it was insane um uh, that was a nightmare i guess for me that is one of them so for uh that game and then uh 2000 Actually, the next year, 2000. In 2000, we lost in overtime there. I went to that game, too. That one was pretty brutal. Look, over the years, Georgia-Auburn has been so big as far as like the SEC, the race to win the SEC. If you go back like pre-divisions, um, when there was no SEC championship game, this was our last game played in the SEC so many times. And they spoiled Georgia winning the SEC championship uh, many years, which, again, get off my lawn. Uh, this game should be played in November. I don't like it being played this early, but uh, McMahon, it's a huge rivalry. It's the oldest, uh, the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Um, and it got that name for a reason. We've been playing these guys forever, and we've both dashed each other's hopes many, many times. Yeah, I, it's, it, this this is one of those rivalries that just like has to be preserved in whatever makeup the future college football world goes to. Um, this is the game that uh, I mean, Jim. Would you say that this game? Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I'm t- I'm torn between like all right. So Georgia Tech is UGA's number one rival. I think mm-hmm. we, you and I, you and I can agree on that, right? And Jamon Dumas Johnson. I don't know. He said that yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Co- Coach Coach Smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach <laughs> Smart says that Georgia Tech is our rival, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean. You you're never gonna go broke in the state of Georgia winning against you know that game. Yep. Um, so if if you take if you take Tech out of it because they don't even play in our conference, right? Like right. it's not like a Michigan Ohio State where yeah. there's like conference like affiliation. So I would say I would wager that Auburn is our Georgia Tech conference foe, even though like the average fan you know these days would probably say, oh Florida, like Florida is the you know, the big, the big rival or, or even like college kids these days, Tennessee, you know, like they probably college kids these days probably say Alabama. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So yeah, it's kind of weird, right? But we don't play them every year. Like, I, I'm know, I agree. Teams that I'm talking about teams that we play every year. Like what? What would be your Georgia Tech? And I would say that Auburn is probably in that vein, right? Yeah, that's that's the way that I feel about it. I mean, Auburn is like if you don't. It, it, people always say like you know nobody gives a shit about the Tech game until you lose, right? Sorry, Carter. Yeah. Um, if you don't care about the Auburn game lose that like in where i live in marietta like one of the churches that we go to i feel like they were founded by auburn fans i don't know like there's a ton of auburn people at our church and like it's just like the tech situation like there's a ton of auburn people around the western side of georgia and i'm in west cobb you know for lack of a better directional like it's not exactly west georgia but like you know a lot of folks go to auburn backup school right number one backup school so (laughs) You've got a lot of folks that like wanted to go to Georgia, couldn't get there, so they go to Auburn. And it's just like Georgia Southern. If you know people that are from Georgia Southern, apologies if you went to Georgia Southern, but like it's a cult, right? Like as, as soon as you touch campus there as a student, you're there for life. And you've got the bumper sticker. I'm pretty sure they throw a bumper sticker in your your, your flags. Like the Georgia Southern people are like Georgia Southern. Auburn people, once you hit Auburn, you're Auburn. Mm-hmm. Even if you were raised a Georgia fan your entire life. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's part of it, right. Is the, how close they are and how much they recruit Georgia. Right. I mean, right. How Just many over the border? Yeah. And like, you know, how many of their big time players are from, are from Georgia, right. Cam Newton, right. Went to high school in Atlanta area. Um, so yeah, Montrevious I mean, Adams, I think his name was the mm. offensive tackle that went to Auburn. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know, like for me, I personally, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like uh, mine, I'm, that's the weird thing about Georgia is because we're in, in the middle there of the SEC, we've got rivals surrounding us everywhere. And I, I don't know that anyone is quite like us uh, having as many rivals as we do, but I also think it it's, it's regional. It's where you grew up. It's who you're around. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. For me, it probably is Florida after, um, after tech, but I think uh, Auburn's got a got a good argument as well. Right. All right, JP, are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be, Jim. It is time. For Coach Dribble's over-unders with an appearance from Champ Bailey the dog, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, Watch right. on YouTube. JP, Coach's over-unders, Auburn edition. Uh, let's see. I have the lead. Um, so I get to choose who goes first, and I will go first. So starting off with the offense, over-under, total offensive yards for Georgia, over-under, 375. I'm going to go over. I'm also going to go over. All right, over to you. Over under first half Georgia points scored 17.5. I'm going to go over. Okay. Mm. I'm going to go. Oh, man. Yeah, but I see I really want it to be over. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. Um, UGA players with a catch over under 9.5. Uh, <laughs> Someone was talking about this earlier. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to go under. Okay. Oh, okay. I feel like someone was talking about this and they said that it was like UGA had like 11 different players make a catch in the last game. Yeah. Yeah. We you spread the ball around. Yeah. I'm going to go over. Okay. Um, 
over okay over to the defense sorry your turn john over under 175 passing yards allowed oh i'm gonna go over all right i'm gonna go under uh mixing things up this week john okay uh my turn over under 95 rushing yards allowed i'm gonna go under i'm gonna also go under all right, and then over wow, to you. Jim, 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 if my maths if my maths are correct, I, I can't I can't wait to hear what your score prediction is based on these numbers. Oh well <laughs> they don't have to line up. Remember that, John. You can always hedge your bets. Uh, <laughs> this is not foreshadowing. It's it's not, not foreshadowing. Uh I lost track. I think it's your turn. Over under or was it my turn? You got me all That's mixed my up. Turn. I think it's okay. my turn. Over under two and a half sacks. Two and a half sacks. I'm going to go over. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to go over. Um, all right. Special teams. Uh, total punts in the game. Uh, for Georgia. punts? Or is yeah. it just all believe, punts? Oh, I, uh, I assumed it was oh, Georgia. My name is... Okay, so Coach Bill. So given, given the nine punt metric that we talked about in the... In yeah, the pre- I'm assuming this is Georgia punts only. Like That's Georgia, how we're going to do it. We're in okay, okay, okay. Coach Bill, Coach Bill instruction. We're interpreting this as Georgia puns only. Over under seven and a half JP. Under. Agreed. Under. And we may have just messed that up. Sorry, Coach. If um, if, if it were Auburn, let's go ahead and answer it both ways. Okay. Um if it were Auburn? Yeah. Over. <laughs> over. Yeah. All over. right. Uh your turn. Miscellaneous. Gary Danielson mentions mentions UGA slow starts over under four and a half times. Over. Over? Oh, man, <laughs> I want to say over, but I had already decided I was going to fade you on this one. So under. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Co- Coach is going to have like some detailed uh, things to, to look for in this episode. <laughs> if, I, if I lose, if I lose on one point, I'm going to be pissed about this. If it's this one? Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, it's if gonna... I lose on one point in the season, I'll come for back the to season. this. Like, Jim, this is bullshit. You're going to go back to this one. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, thanks to Coach Chilbill, uh, as always, for sitting in the question and then uh for checking them as well appreciate you coach i forgot we get we get we get gary on this one huh yeah 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 3 30 this is the cbs game of the week with the with the crew so we get uh with gary and brad so again like like if you're a georgia fan if you're an sec football fan if you're a college football fan if you're a nostalgia fan this is the game that goes away in the future on 3 30 kickoff on cbs yep 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 yeah, this is the last the last season. Screw you all. The last season. <laughs> that the glorious music is going to be played for Big Ten matchups against Iowa and Rutgers. Yeah. All right. Uh all right. Let's move on to the predictions. Um, so just some background. Um CBC R2 Sam is out today predicting Georgia wins 34.2 to 12.9. Shout out to Dog Quant. Um Odd Shark uh, has Georgia listed as a 14 and a half point favorite uh, with an over under of 47. Uh, so that gives an implied score of Georgia 30.75 to Auburn 16.25. And then their predicted score is Georgia 38.2 to Auburn 26.4, which would be a win uh, an Auburn cover and the over. Uh, 
I guess I can go first on that. I mean, I'm I'm not thinking as as quite as crazy as you are. I went back and forth on this a lot, John, and I even did some looking just at like recent games, what we've done against them the last few years, and I know that doesn't really mean anything or or matter here. Um, mm-hmm. But I've got the dogs winning this game, uh, thirty to ten. Mm. I'm gonna go forty three to twenty one. Okay. Got it. Got it. So we both got uh 51 to 7 GATA that gets us back. Uh we're predicting a little bit higher scoring here um than I think that, that, that you were thinking. Um I don't know, man. I I I like our chances in this one um from what I've seen from them and, and what I've seen from us. And I'm I'm looking for big things from Mr. Brock Bowers. Agreed. I think that um yeah, like I said, uh the closest, the closest comparable here is like looking at an SEC foe and Texas A&M with all the all the issues that they had going on. Yeah, it just seems like just seems like a, a situation for us to to kind of outshine that out, out, outshine our our opponents. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I looked at some of the other matchups. Not not quite as big of a weekend. Uh going on this week uh one one that i do think is interesting is uh actually the friday night matchup uh utah at oregon state so uh two of the leaders in the in the in the last season of the pac-12 right now um i mean uh, looking at looking at the rest of college football jim yeah you know totally off the rails question or whatever like i mean who wants to win the national championship this year yeah, I th- that's kind of how I feel. Like when I'm looking across the landscape of the games this weekend, I don't, you know, and watching last week, I mean, even like with the Ohio State uh, Notre Dame game, right? Ohio State really squeaking that out. Um, and it took Notre Dame having only 10 guys in the field uh, when they scored the game winning touchdown. Um, I, 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 so that's exactly how I feel, John. And I think, you know, people keep pointing to to Georgia and saying, I'm not seeing what I saw last year again tend to disagree a little bit at least in that you're, you're thinking of end of season, Georgia, not beginning of season, Georgia from last year. Um, but if you look around the landscape, people had kept asking, is this one of those 2007 seasons? I think it might be um, where mm-hmm. there's a lot of, there's a lot of parody, even at the top. I, I would tend to agree. So, so what games are you looking at this weekend to kind of hope for some separation? Um, so for separation, so you've got, so that there's that one, the Utah at Oregon state, but again, Utah is up to number 10. Um, as far as like really high teams, the only other like top 25 matchup, you've got a uh, number 24, Kansas at number three, Texas. Could Texas stumble this week? Okay. Kansas at Texas. Yeah. Okay. I, probably I, figured not. I figured they'll probably, I mean, I'll give you a, for instance, like this is like a, a situation of where college football is today. Mm-hmm. Um, preseason, you look at the Notre Dame Duke game, and you're like, eh, "Yeah, that's a garbage game." Right. It's a top twenty matchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. True. Uh, you got Notre Dame number eleven, Notre Dame going to number seventeen Duke on ABC seven thirty kickoff. Um, that looks like a pretty interesting game. Um, I would say Alabama at Mississippi State, uh, as Georgia has seen in the past playing at mississippi state is a not easy affair yeah um starkville is usually a a pretty decent place to play as far as like you know not only how hard it is to get there but just in general 
I don't think that we're expecting Alabama to lose, but that's like one of those tough matchups. Uh, I'll give you another, for instance, um, you know, Colorado has got another bellwater game uh, against USC. I didn't even, that's funny that I didn't even, I didn't even pull it up as a matchup, Sean. Um, as, as one to look at. Colorado has USC at home. Okay. Um, they play at Folsom field, 12 o'clock on Fox. What do you think? So, what do you think on, is the, on the broadcast? I, I believe that we're going to see. All right. I'll, I'll tell you what I believe. And then I'll tell you what I want. Okay. I believe that Colorado is going to get a Dan Lanning treatment uh, from an offensive standpoint. I believe that Colorado, much like any other Lincoln Riley coach team, I hope that Bear Alexander gets exposed. Um, sorry to be petty, but I hope that Bear Alexander gets absolutely worked in this game. But I have a feeling that USC is going to come to come to town trying to make another statement similar to what uh, Dan Lanning did. Um, but I would love for Coach Prime to knock off Riley. That would just be just a chef's kiss to the Kirby coaching tree to watch Mr. Offensive Guru get whooped by newcomer Deion Sanders and all of his uh you know the island of misfit toys um that is Colorado right now um the week after they got absolutely they got their bill absolutely rung by Dan Lanning um at Oregon got it yeah yeah uh, I would love for Florida to lose to Kentucky that's another one that we're going to be watching with bated breath even though like the, the fate's already sealed Kentucky is going to be a night game yeah but Florida at Kentucky sets us up for what could potentially be an undefeated uh game against Kentucky and potentially like by that point if they if they beat Florida like Kentucky would be a top a top 25 team right yeah it's 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 actually interesting to me that they're still not ranked yet uh but yeah they they beat Florida they're coming in as a top 25 team uh for that matchup next week so right. i don't know so what do you what do you what are you pulling for or do you want Kentucky to win that game i would love Kentucky to win that game are you kidding okay. me f t m f I need more. I don't even know why I asked that question. Yes. One might say I was leading the witness, but. Objection, Your Honor. Awesome. All right, man. Well, let's see. I mentioned, you know, obviously neither of us are going. Be watching from home. Oh, I forgot. LSU and Ole Miss. Yeah, the the fighting hunters again. But again, you know, two two one lost teams. But um, you know, there's some major jockeying in in the West going on still. LSU still has to play Alabama, so that is a big one. I don't know. I mean, I think to me, it's like which version of Jaden Daniels shows up probably decides that game. Um, he's looked otherworldly at times, and then at the times a little bit more pedestrian. Um, I'm gonna put that one kind of on his on his shoulders. LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels. I feel like this. Is, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like this would be a if if this were an Ole Miss or LSU podcast, we'd be talking about like I don't know. Maybe, maybe we should ask Hunter because you know Hunter is a is a big he's a big gumbo jambalaya cooker, right? Mm-hmm. Like what is it? Is it Mississippi gumbo or is it Louisiana gumbo? Which one? Oh, oh, good question. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. Have to ask Hunter. We'll see that. Yeah, we have to get. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those like. The battle of the tailgates, right? Right, 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 <laughs> right. The battle of the Southeastern Conference tailgates. Oh, nice. Uh, see, South Carolina going to Tennessee, you know, looking ahead, you know, similar similar opponents as we look to Tennessee. 
Um, South Carolina plays at Tennessee, so that'll be interesting to see how they perform against that uh, vaunted Vol Navy. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's uh, South Carolina got them, got them last year. Spencer Rattler lit them up. Um, Tennessee's already had a fall from grace. I don't, I don't know what to make of that one. I, 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 I give, uh, I give South Carolina a shot though. I'm, I'm rooting for South Carolina on that one. Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, man. Uh, we'll see what the uh, what else. Uh, I don't, I don't see anything else that sticks out. Yeah, I think me. I think that's exhausted it. Um, for for us for Saturday, I know neither of us are are going making the road trip there. Um, you'll be back home, right? By Saturday, mm-hmm. be back at home. Okay, yeah. So I will we'll we'll be home as well. We got we got high school homecoming here though, so we'll have that going on throughout the day as well. Um, or in the evening so um is jim gonna be cleaning his shotgun this weekend no no just uh just going with friends just uh (laughs) the stag stag like group friend group i would say (laughs) uh so yeah 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 that'll be fun yeah 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 first one uh for our freshmen so should be a good time good time all right, man. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. With that going on, I don't know what all is going to be going on with the menu uh, around here. We'll be a little, little crazy around with all that going on. Uh, but we'll probably we just can, have to get get by with the bean dip. You know, can, you can snack can, on that throughout the day. We can keep it rolling with the the poultry. We, we do have the war eagles. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's hey, been a get, theme. It's been a theme on the season. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I was gonna say I may I may have to have some donuts in the morning though after you got me uh craving donuts. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Uh, I may have to get some on the way back. <laughs> nice, yeah, just yes. just to have, just to have. <laughs> awesome, cool, man. Well, it was fun previewing uh another edition of the deeps deep South Soldiers rivalry with you. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go take care of the War Eagle Tiger Plainsman. On Saturday, yes, yes. Um, the the East Alabama Men's College. Nice. <laughs> Go dogs. Go dogs. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March thirty first to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting one hundred dollars back and one hundred percent accurate taxes. Only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 